RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. And Lindsay joins me now. Lindsay, good morning. Welcome back to RCR. How has your week been? Oh, I've been a bit concerned to see steady advances by nanny state, but that's a week no different from any other, really. I was just thinking we should get this done <laughs> before we can't. Before I don't think it they... gets banned, there's a website called that, called that which oh. uh, regularly deposits stuff into my uh, e-box, inbox, and that's the title of it, Before It Gets Banned. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I, we've probably got more than a morning, but um, let's um, keep a wary eye. So, Lindsay, what are we, what are we touching on this morning as a, a quick uh, prelude to what you're about to say? Is the floor mine? Okay, let's cut straight to it. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody. I just <clears throat> get uh, get the voice. Drum roll. Uh, drum roll. <laughs> uh, in fact, um, I'm going to put one in. Here we go. Here's a drum roll. All right. Lindsay, the floor. It is yours. Why, thank you. Richard Dawkins in The God Delusion cites an alternative set of Ten Commandments by an atheist blogger, beginning with, do not do to others what you would not want them to do to you, and ending with, question everything. Dawkins adds an eleventh commandment of his own, enjoy your own sex life so long as it damages nobody else, and leave others to enjoy theirs in private, whatever their inclinations, which are none of your business. I say, amen to that. It should be sobering for us in civilized countries where Dawkins' commandment is largely the norm, to note there remain 64 countries, mainly Muslim, where the Dawkins' commandment is honored in the breach where homosexual acts may be punished by flogging, imprisonment, or death, including by stoning. Christian Uganda is contemplating legislation where even identifying as gay could land a person, male or female, in jail for life. Citizens would be legally obligated to report fellow citizens to the authorities for <clears throat> gaiety. The fact that LGBTQ in civilized countries has been hijacked by transgender bigots and thugs and genital mutilators who don't follow the Dawkins commandment either should not blind us to the equal fact that millions of gays across the globe still face jail, torture, and death. We should remember that until relatively recently, we weren't much better the Oscar Wilde trial occurred in 1895. He was jailed for two years with hard labor and died a broke and broken man three years after his release. In his book, Homosexuals in History, A.L. Rouse observed, quote, It is impossible to assess the appalling consequences of this historic case. It made a tremendous sensation all over the world but of two very differing kinds. 
In Britain, it led to an accumulation of barbarous inhumanity and suffering that was incalculable. Within the country during the next century, there were thousands of people whose lives were ruined. Countries of mature civilization, Latin peoples, for instance, were astonished that a great country could suffer from such infantilism. The Latin countries and those all round the ancient heart of civilization may not have approved of open divergence from social norms, but they did not pursue them with such barbarous brutality. Even America, young country as she was, was hardly as foolish. That was left to Britain and Germany, unquote. In New Zealand, it was not till 1986 that the Dawkins commandment finally went into effect, in effect. The love that dared not speak its name, till then, could now speak it. Now, alas, institutional LGBTQ++++ has become a virulent component of the woke fascism, which seeks to overturn the freedom to speak at all about anything, and they're in powerful company. We know that Dame Jacinda Jackboot, who should be damned, not damned, is beavering away on schemes to squelch opinions of which she disapproves online. And now this, as reported by the Free Speech Union, quote, the Department of Internal Affairs has released a consultation document which proposes to have a law drafted which would establish a new regulator for online content. This regulator would have broad powers far more significant than any that exist at the moment over the content you put up on social media or other platforms. Codes would be drafted which would outline what content, material, and speech are allowed. But Parliament won't draft the codes. In fact, there's no representative accountability over what is included in the codes at all. The draft law would just establish the regulator with the broad responsibilities of the codes. Away from Parliament, the select committee process and from your right to engage with politicians or vote out those you disagree with, industry, NGOs, and academics will write the code which dictates what you're allowed to say online. They advise that the penalty for platforms that do not comply with takedown notices should be increased to reflect the seriousness of non-compliance. Currently, it's $200,000 for each incident of non-compliance, unquote. Well, the hell with that. Let's lavish upon this discussion document. The Department of Internal Affairs, regulators, Jacinda Jackboot, contemporary LGBTQ++++++ ad nauseam, and all anti-free speech woke fascists, the ridicule and contempt they deserve. Let them shove it up their gay place. <laughs> I say again, let us emblazon across the sky. 
I disagree with what you say, but will defend to the death your right to say it. And there is no such thing as a right not to be offended. That's from Salman Rushdie, who offended Muslims, who then tried to kill him and nearly succeeded. And of course, one more time, enjoy your own sex life so long as it damages nobody else and leave others to enjoy theirs in private, whatever their inclinations, which are none of your business. This month, as in all months, let us take pride in being voices for freedom, consistently on all matters. I close with music by the gay as Gertie Tchaikovsky, adapted from his sixth symphony, this is the story of a starry night, sung by the fabulous Della Reese. This is the story of a starry night, a faded glory of a new delight. Words that were sweet but fleeting When stars are bright My heart keeps wondering why Our first goodnight became our last goodbye Of a starry CR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.